Welcome to Conversations, a podcast by Christ Presbyterian Church of Auburn, where we get a chance to sit down and have a conversation with Pastor Zellner and learn how God's Word applies to our lives. Welcome back to Conversations, a podcast by Christ Presbyterian Church. We're so glad that you are listening. I'm your host, Will Leitner, and I'm sitting with my friend and pastor, Eric Zellner. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm always great. I'm enjoying this Q&A podcast format we're doing. And today's question is double-headed because they connect to each other. So our question today for um, our pastor, uh, pastor Zellner to answer is can you explain how as humans we are to think about the pain Christ endured on the cross? And coupled with that, when Jesus died, did his soul really descend into hell for three days? What happened during this time? Mm. Yeah, it's a really uh, great question, Will. I actually get that a lot as a pastor. I I think uh, a lot of pastors do in the Reformed tradition. Uh, So to give you a a little bit of a background, I I know that – the Apostles' Creed is formulated over the course of several hundred years, and it's and it's intended to communicate the summary of what people believe and and uh, that which was taught by the apostles. It's not written uh, by the apostles, and so when the person is asking about the term "he descended into hell," uh, they're asking that as as it's connected to the Apostles' Creed and stated there. And so. Uh, the first part of the question, the pain that Christ endured on the cross, how do we understand that? How are we to think about it? Um, it is, and, and this is what the Scripture teaches, it is the utter and complete separation uh, of the Trinity. Uh, God actually, in a sense, has to turn his back on uh, his own son, Jesus Christ, because uh, God made him, that is Christ, to be sin. On that cross, uh, the one who knew no sin, so that in him we uh, might receive the righteousness of God, uh, and that would be imputed to us basically. So what what that passage what that's telling us is that that for the first time in all of eternity, God for a for a time turned his back on himself, broke fellowship, you might say, uh, from himself and his and his. Uh, wrath was poured out fully and completely, and so when you and I, as believers, are thinking about the what God, what Christ endured on the cross, we recognize that we're really talking about um, something more than physical pain. Um, we all recognize in the Gospels that Jesus very evidently is abandoned by his friends, but the the real weight of what Jesus endured on the cross goes beyond physical pain, it goes beyond having human beings reject him, and it goes to the place of God himself having to reject his, himself, um, which is an astounding thing to say. To clarify real quick, because I just I wonder if people will have this point, when you talk about the separation within the Trinity, are you saying that Jesus wasn't God at one point? No, no, no. Uh, that's a great question, yeah, because that would he, – he's, he's God uh, – and still remaining in three persons as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, and yet what God is doing is having to pour him his own wrath, uh, that aspect of his character, which is just and wrathful upon sin, uh, and he's pouring it onto himself. And so instead of 
instead of the fellowship and the communion that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have always enjoyed from all eternity, God in that moment uh, decides to pour wrath upon himself. We, we don't believe that God is three uh, individual uh, beings, but he's one being, and he dwells in three persons. That uh, it, it boggles the mind, but what you can recognize is that this is God who functionally operates in three different um, realms. One is Father, one is Son, who often appears in in the Old Testament as the angel of the Lord. Uh, second person of the Trinity is, is the one who's uh, in the burning uh, fire when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are tossed in. Um, he's the one who is on the rock uh, when Moses strikes the rock. Um, Jesus is uh, in many places in the Old Testament that way. The Spirit being the third person of the Trinity. But what we're saying is that God has literally poured his wrath out upon himself uh, in that way. Now on to the idea of back to the creed with dissension into into hell. What are your thoughts on that? Sure. That I have a I have a, another PCA pastor friend who who doesn't use that phrase when he when in his church when they recite the Apostles' Creed because it is a uh, later addition uh, to to the creed. The earlier creed is much more, uh, I guess you'd say, much more sharp and and narrow. But the the Apostles' Creed was expanded at various times to explain questions that people are having, and so. Uh, we keep it in at our church because it it uh, does describe something that's really uh, true and useful. If people don't understand what it means, I'd rather they ask um, than just avoid it. But what that means is that uh, when when we say that Jesus descended into hell, it doesn't mean that he physically bodily went into a place called the grave. Um, excuse me, a place uh, called hell. It means that that hell is in itself the utter separation between. Uh, God, it's it's being cast off from God, and so on the cross on that Friday of the crucifixion, Jesus endures all the anguish and the pains and the wrath of being separated fully from God. Um, and so his the descending into hell is that Jesus experienced everything of that uh, wrath. One of the one of the questions in the Heidelberg Catechism, I came across this the other day. Um, as there, there's a portion in the Heidelberg Catechism in the upper 30s and 40s that's going through the Apostles' Creed and explaining the various phrases, it asks the question in number 44, why does the Creed add, he descended into hell? And the answer is, to assure me during attacks of deepest dread and temptation that Christ my Lord, by suffering unspeakable anguish, pain, and terror of soul on the cross, but also earlier has delivered me from hellish anguish and torment. In other words, what the what the Heidelberg Catechism is explaining is that when I when I recite that, I recognize that Christ has suffered in my place on that cross, and and prior to that, by His good works and then in His own suffering, He has He has done an act of delivering me from the very anguish under which He suffers. Uh, so, you know, in a practical sense, I think there's a a prevailing notion among a lot of people that when I'm suffering or when I'm struggling or when I'm facing difficult circumstances, that I'm suffering because of my sins or I'm suffering because um, God needs to take out a pound of flesh to, to, to beat me down a little bit, to, to teach me things. What's really happening is Christ, 
God's already poured out his wrath for my sin on his own son, Jesus Christ. And so what's happening is I'm being uh, disciplined and shaped. That's what Hebrews uh, 12 talks about, that my heart is being shaped and trained during those moments of trial. So I, I, I love the, the phrase, he descended into hell, not because it's easy to understand, but because it really does explain something uh, very rich and beautiful, and that is Christ has already suffered entirely for the sins of God's people, uh, and, and that, is, that is sufficient. So my eyes looking back upon that event are full of gratitude, because when you read the account of Christ's suffering, you, you can very clearly know it should have been me there. I was the one that, that committed those actual sins. And that's what makes him the great and faithful high priest mm-hmm. is that he is the, the sinless high priest, so he doesn't have to offer sacrifice for his own sins, but he sacrifices mm-hmm. himself once and for all for all of our sins. Yeah, um, that's, a, yeah that's, that's exactly right. That's the substance of so much of what the writer to the Hebrews points out, right? This, this idea that Christ himself can... Um, he, because he has suffered for us, we can have full assurance that our sins are paid for. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Zahner, for the time, and thank you for answering our questions. We hope to see you at the next one. Goodbye. <laughs>